Did you know that more than 200 Knox College alumni have served as Peace Corps volunteers? Established by President John F. Kennedy in 1961, the agency celebrated its 60th anniversary last March 1st. The Peace Corps invites you to become part of its next decades of service. Discover a wide variety of exciting opportunities in agriculture, health, youth and development, education, protecting the environment, and more. If you're ready to work for the world, learn more and connect with a recruiter online at peacecorps.gov. Welcome to Your Hired by the Bastion Family Center for Career Success. I'm Roman. I'm Matthew. And we're joined by Vaughn Thornton. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role? Sure. Thanks, Roman. Yeah, uh, so my name's Vaughn. I am the field-based recruiter for Peace Corps, mostly for Central Illinois. And so I recruit not just college students, but any individual who's interested in working with the Peace Corps, which is a two-year um, service commitment abroad through the federal government. And, and there's a lot more that goes into that. But um, I was a volunteer before, and after I finished my service, I became a recruiter, um, and, I, and I work mostly with kind of this area, Southern Illinois, and anything close to Chicago are separate recruiters, and I'm just kind of here in the middle based in Peoria. I was wondering, how did you first join and or hear about the Peace Corps, and what led you down this path? Yeah, um, when I was a high school student, I did a program called Build On, which is a, an after-school organization in a few different cities, and Detroit is one of them. That's where I'm from. Um, and you do community service work on the weekends in, in your community. And then on the weekdays, maybe once a week after school, you kind of learn about the world at large. And so there was a pro. it was it was led by a person who had done Peace Corps. And, and if you complete your Peace Corps service, we tend to refer to those people as returned Peace Corps volunteers or RPCVs. Um, and it was it was run by an RPCV who had told us about her experience as a volunteer in Africa. Um, and I knew at that point that I wanted to do it. I went to college and I majored in Spanish. Um, and I, I had this really big interest of being a, a volunteer in a Spanish-speaking country. But a variety of things changed. I went to grad school. Instead, I went straight from undergrad and I got my master's in international education. But I had a lot of returned Peace Corps volunteers in my classes, um, mainly because if once you finish Peace Corps, there are some universities to give you some benefits towards grad school, and my university was one of them. But I still didn't do it. I went to work after after grad school, and I and I finally decided that it was it was the right time. And so I served as an education volunteer in Indonesia, which essentially means I just I taught English while I was there. So teaching English, um, how how long were you there? You said two years. I was there for 18 months. It, it typically is two years, but because of COVID, in March of last year, all of the volunteers were evacuated from every country. There are uh, 60 to 70 countries where volunteers typically serve, but they were all brought back to the United States in, in March. Um, so from your time teaching and living in Indonesia, what was something like a lesson that you learned, some revelation that you had while you were there? So, I, like I said, I majored in Spanish, um, and I studied abroad in, in Spain, and I had visited some other Spanish-speaking countries, and I'd done some short trips in other non-Spanish or English-speaking countries, but living in Indonesia was so completely different. It was the first time I went to live in a country where I didn't speak the language, 
and, and Peace Corps teaches you the language. And so I learned it eventually, but I had never lived in a community that was so different. And, and I think one of the amazing things about Peace Corps is that there is an expectation that you grow to understand the community that you live in, as opposed to just being displaced and, and living there and not fully understanding um, where you are. Um, and, and so I think, I mean, the most immediate difference is it's, I live in a majority Muslim community. Um, and although I had been to Morocco before, I, I didn't really live there, I just visited. And, and there are like the, the call to prayer goes off five times a day. And it was just interesting to see such a strong dedication to faith, um, to wake up, you know, at, at four o'clock in the morning and go pray and then four more times throughout the course of the day. Um, but yeah, which I found very surprising, but I think that there are big scale differences like that, large scale differences in the concept of love that I, that I, that I found to be really interesting, but also small scale differences like eating some really sweet pizza that I never, not personally a fan of sweet pizza, but, um, but definitely a, a, a common difference that I experienced. Yeah, so I, I think a lot of college students are kind of experiencing a similar thing on a on a smaller scale, if that makes sense, being displaced from their home and having to create kind of a, a new sense of home where they're going to college. And how do you think, either through things that you did or through, through things that the Peace Corps did, how did you deal with that stress or uncertainty in that moving? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Matthew, about how different college life is now compared to just a year ago um, and how it can be an uncomfortable transition for, for students who are, who are in college now or individuals who are going to serve in the Peace Corps. Uh, finding community and, uh, and consistency, I think, is, is key. Um, when, I, when I was a volunteer, there were many things that were different in my life, but um, I got in a Game of Thrones which was really big at the time. And there was a group of us volunteers that would talk about Game of Thrones every week through WhatsApp. Um, there was a gym in my community and I would go to the gym. Things that would be no different whether I was living in the United States or or in, in Peace Corps. And I think that there will be major changes, um, but trying to find the things about your life that you can replicate to the best of your ability that, that kind of creates some semblance of normalcy, um, I, I find to be really helpful in, in getting you through some of the more challenging times. You mentioned the like community inside the Peace Corps. I was wondering if you could maybe talk to like what kind of person succeeds in the Peace Corps and gets a lot out of it and gives a lot from being in it. A flexible person and a reflective person. Um, I think similar to what I was just saying, that there's there there will be significant changes, whether it be the culture or the language or job expectations um, that just differ depending on where you are, even amongst volunteers in general. Um, and so I think the flexibility and adaptability um, are key, but also reflective. I, I, I often say the hardest thing about being a Peace Corps volunteer for me was to recognize how much privilege I have in my life. Um, and, and there were things that I never would think. I remember um, I've been to a, a few different countries and I've never been to a country where unlimited data is a thing. Even in even other Western countries that are very similar to the United States, 
But particularly in Indonesia, there wasn't. You had to buy your data on your cell phone like like it was prepaid. And I was like, wow, why is this so like bothersome? I just remember being really. I ran out of data one day. I was like, I don't know how to. I don't know how to uh, put more data on my phone, and I don't know who. To, I, I, it's really difficult to like try to communicate that with someone, and I don't know what to do. I have to wait till the month ends. And I was like, wow, my life in the United States is just so different. Um, and I think being able to just go sit back, reflect on why I'm here and trying to do the most that, that I can do with whatever skill set that may be is key. Um, but, but I think really reflecting on what your position is, uh, both as a, particularly as a U.S. Um, volunteer in, in a different country is, is really critical for a potential volunteer. So what would you say to a student maybe who was considering applying to the Peace Corps? Do it. Um, you know, I think that uh, it is an incredible opportunity for every individual. I, I think when I often talk to students, you know, they'll come and they'll say, um, and talking about the Career Center, there's often a misconception about, oh, I have this major, right? I'm, I'm a criminal justice major. What do I do with a degree in criminal justice? And every, you know, and people are like, oh, I, you know, I become a police officer or, you know, I, I work in forensics and there's, there are not many options available um, for me. And I, and I implore people to think a little bit differently all the time. I've worked in a few different areas and I've met so many people who have so, uh, such a varying set of degrees who use those skills to do very different types of jobs, right? I studied education and yes, I went to teach, but I served with volunteers who had degrees in biology, um, and, and, you know, and they taught English. Um, and, and I think that it's about the skills that you can bring in, right? Maybe someone has a biology degree, but they've done a lot of tutoring um, before. And, and that those skills can be used, um, tutoring and training, those skills can be used in so many different types of jobs. And, and so I, I encourage people to apply, but don't really just think about your major. Peace Corps volunteer work, student organizations. I, I think about when I was a college student, and I was part of a student org and we did this event and we brought all these people in. It was like an international dinner. I mean, event planning um, are huge skills that jobs in any sector will need. And so I, I really implore students to not be nervous to apply to positions or areas that don't seem to directly correlate with their major. Sort of the other end of that, um, once people have, have done time with the Peace Corps and they're leaving after their, their time there, what do you see they generally they generally do, or how does the Peace Corps impact people after they've left, or once they've been a part of it? They do everything. Um, there are about two hundred and forty thousand returned Peace Corps volunteers, and so you see them in so many different sectors, whether it whether it be education or I mean, there are six sectors in general for Peace Corps, um, and they're all very different: health, education. Um, community and economic development, youth and development, agriculture, environment. Um, I mean, there are so many different areas. One thing is that once you finish Peace Corps, you get one year of something called non-competitive eligibility. And essentially what that means is if you want to apply for a federal job, a position with the United States government, um, there is a way that people are hired where you have to compete again. You don't have to compete with the large the large population, the general population. There's another pool where your application will be. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a a unique way to move from 
being a volunteer to getting a job with the federal government, which which my job is. I, I I'm a I'm no longer a volunteer. I work for the United States government as a recruiter for the Peace Corps. There are other individuals who go, you know, directly into sciences and um you know there are there are people in Congress who who have served in Peace Corps doctors who have served in Peace Corps. Um, and so I think you see those skills being used in a variety of locations. And and Peace Corps provides a a strong set of tangible skills. Every Peace Corps volunteer learns another language because the Peace Corps volunteers don't serve in English-speaking countries. Or or if they do, they serve in countries where maybe there's a local language um, that they would learn as well. And so they, they, they learn another language while they're in service. There's a lot of like skills with monitoring and evaluating what you have done as a volunteer, um, program management. Um, there, there are a lot of skills that you pick up as a volunteer that, again, kind of like I was saying earlier, you can use them in any any sector. It doesn't always correlate directly to what you study in school. Um, so you mentioned non-competitive um, job or employment after the Peace Corps. And I'm wondering, does that mean that you get priority over the general public? Or could you explain that a little more? Yes, and it, it's it's tough because I don't know if priority is the exact word. What what happens is, let's say the Department of Education is hiring for someone to come and do some type of work. What that hiring office can do is say, we are going to hire people who have a particular status. That status is non-competitive eligibility. And so they will send out those jobs and they will look at the applications that have that status. If they don't want to look at that status, they can just put the job on the, uh, the government has a job, usajobs.gov. That's where all jobs for the federal government are listed if you're looking for a federal position. But, but, if, I, but if a department decides to use that NCE, non-competitive eligibility, then yes, they will be hiring from those who have that that particular status. And Peace Corps is not the only way that you can gain non-competitive eligibility. You can also do it through AmeriCorps. Um, and and, and it, so there, it's not just only something for Peace Corps volunteers, but it is a status that you can get um, in, in other ways. So I was wondering a bit about the application process and what would happen if, if for example, I was applying to the Peace Corps, what would be an overview of what might happen from once I apply to being sent to wherever it is I'm, I'm being sent. Can I ask you, Roman, are you actually interested in the Peace Corps or, or what you're interested in doing post-graduation? I'm interested in medicine and my parents were part of the Peace Corps. And so it's definitely something I would definitely consider. That's exciting. Um, yeah, so let's take your, your, your experience, for example, a person who may be interested in something medicine, health related. Um, you submit a resume, no different than any any other position, mainly highlighting your, your skills. And you would submit that after looking at our website and determining, what do I want to do? So out of those six sectors, I imagine a person interested in medicine would want to do health. Not, not always, right? Maybe someone really likes working with, with kids and wants to do a program in youth and development. But if a person saw, okay, I want to do a, I'm interested in medicine, I want um, to do some type of health-based work, I go on the Peace Corps website, peacecorps.gov, and I see that there are opportunities to do some public health work in um, Zambia, for example. 
then I would apply directly to that position. But maybe I'm, or I could be a person who knows what I want to do. I want to do health work, but I don't know where. You can send me anywhere in the globe and I, and I, I would be excited. I really just want the experience. Then you can choose for Peace Corps to send you to where you are needed most, looking for a health-based position. You submit your resume, kind of highlighting the skills that you have. Um, if you're interested in health, really focusing on anything that you've done health-related. That can be student organization work, volunteer work, certifications, classes, um, just so we kind of have a better idea of what you're going through. And, and a recruiter like myself can sit down with you and kind of look through your resume and give you some feedback on that. Um, you would submit that on our through the online application along with kind of a, like an, a statement that will talk your interest in serving in the, will kind of go through your interest in serving in the Peace Corps, as well as, you know, kind of a, a, an emphasis on how will you be able to, how do you see yourself in um, kind of the circumstances that will that will be you know a completely different living situation than what you may be accustomed to. Once you submit that, um, you will go through a, like a quick form that kind of looks over your health history to so we can see what countries would be best for you. Sometimes maybe someone has an allergy or something that um, might make it difficult to live in another country. And so we, we go through that form and determine, okay, let's see what countries this person may be eligible for. There's an interview process. And after the interview process, you can be placed into a country. After that, you meet with a group of the volunteers you'll be serving with and you fly off and do three months of training in the country. So the three months, you're still not a volunteer, you're a trainee. After the three, and, and the training is mostly language and culture and security. After that, you do a full 24 months of work. And so from application to shipping off can be sometime maybe six to 10 months. Um, and so I, I always tell individuals, particularly students, if you're thinking about serving in the Peace Corps, think about it almost about a year in advance because it could take you about half a year to almost a year from the moment you submit your application until um, the moment that you are sent over to go serve. Well, cool, thank you. I also just want to know, to Knox students, do you have anything you want to particularly say or, or mention to them to get them excited about the Peace Corps or get them thinking about this opportunity or option for them? Sure. I've never been to Knox. I've never been on campus, so I only know what I have heard. But I've heard it being a uh, having a reputation to be a very values. There's a lot of very value driven students that go to Knox that are very passionate uh, about what they believe in and, and the work that they that they do. And I think that that's exactly the type of work that is done um, in the Peace Corps. That there are opportunities to really use your skills to um, support a community that has requested them. A Peace Corps communities request that volunteers come and serve and then a volunteer goes and, and does their two years of service, um, but also to expand your horizons. I think that I learned a lot about both other communities, particularly the community I lived in Indonesia, um, but and myself through my Peace Corps experience. And I think that sometimes it can be difficult to go through that reflective process, but from what I've heard about Knox, that seems like the type of student that would be interested. And I, and I highly encourage um, students at Knox to either reach out to me as the field-based recruiter 
or check out the Peace Corps website and, and kind of look through some of the positions and see what's available. Well, thank you so much. It was really great talking to you. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you again in the future. Yeah, anytime.